The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? This is Mick Shots, streaming live on DallasCowboys.com and the official Dallas Cowboys app. Now, here are Bill Jones, Everson Walls, and Mickey Spagnola. Oh, what a big day this is. How big of a day is it, Mickey Spagnola? Baseball's opening. Tiger teed off this morning. Oh. And and he parred the first hole. He did. He did it that. And we are now how many weeks away? Three. Three weeks away from day one of the 2022 National Football League draft. This is Mick Shots. Bill Jones. I thought with... you were going to say it because <laughs> Everson's on the line. Come on, man. You're taking too long, Bill. Let's get to it, all right? Bill Jones. Whose voice is hey. that? Hey, if you're not here, you're you're third man <laughs> out of up, out of right? sight, out of mind. Who, That's right. Who is that? Uh, Bill oh, Jones, on, Mickey you know Spagnola, inside the SWBC <laughs> podcast studio, and on the SWBC phone line is Everson Walls. Hello, you Everson. You know you miss me. You know you miss me. I miss you guys too. I'll say it. I'm man, I'm man enough to say that. You know, I had stuff for you, but now i got to keep it for another week. Oh, cool, cool. You can stew on that. You can rant you can, when I get back. No, you're going <laughs> to stew on it because I'm not telling you what I had for you. Is it right, like okay. But I have something for Bill, by the way. Oh, we have right. our Dallas Cowboys official 20. 22 draft guide. You think there's more information inside the than draft the green and the green notebook? Uh-oh. Well, we're about to find Uh-oh. out. Oh, no. You don't have any pictures in your book. No, there's no pic- no pictures in my big green notebook. Hey, yes, but his handwriting is way better than what you're going to be reading in print. Uh, I don't know about pen, that. Penmanship. Yeah, your penmanship. No, that's the problem. That's why the big green notebook cannot be published. I'm the only person who can read the handwriting. Inside it, so some type of a William hieroglyphics. Uh, that, that's right. That's right. That, that's exactly right. So it's the official 2022 Dallas Cowboys draft guide right here. And where can we find these draft well, guides outside of funny here inside you the would podcast ask that. studio? Mm-hmm. Got that information somewhere here in all my notes. Uh, so if you would like one, uh, you can find. The direct link for the digital issue, uh, uh, boy, it's a long deal. You can go to 2022 <laughs> Draft Guide EM. It seems, it seems long. I mean, oh, come on, what is happening here? So you can get it on email, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and on the web. And it comes up as bit.ly slash 2022 draft guide web. <laughs> I told you it was involved. Okay. All right. So do that. All right. So Everson. Or visit DallasCowboys.com slash star. Okay. Mickey's had his time. Everson, how are things going with you? Everything is great, guys. I have been extremely busy. And I, I got sick also. I almost thought I had, uh, as the young people say, the vid. <laughs> the vid. I, the vid, yes, that's what they call it. You got the vid? No, I did not. But no, I, I actually took the test and everything. I was kind of nervous. So I had been down for the count for about a week strong. Oh, my goodness. So 
So I feel much better now. I'm back on the road and taking care of business. All right. Very good. Mm-hmm. How about you, Mickey? I'm good. Raring to go. Raring to go. Are 21 days away from excited that Excited about all these moves that are happening here behind the scenes? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> hey, the visit started this week. That's right. Uh, they did the Dallas Day on Friday. And this week they started their 30 uh, national visits. Mm-hmm. Guys been coming in daily. So Have you been able to eyeball any of them? Uh, no. Whatever they're doing, it's inside uh, the Ford Center. or so It's in the other wing over there. That... Yeah, but we're allowed on the other side. Well, you now. need to go spy. Just walk around yeah, and see just, who's here. Just take a stroll. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what? I had But a, you have you haven't I've looked inside the big green notebook and so you wouldn't know anybody if you saw them anyway, right? Uh, I don't know. I didn't have the pictures. Yeah, I didn't walk around with the draft guide. That's going. what you need. That's what oh. the pictures are for in the draft guide. Mickey's walking around the star with uh this week with this draft guide and he's trying to match up pictures. Uh, There's in Traylon the draft Burks, yeah. wide receiver, Arkansas. There he is, well, you, right there. I, I got I, you know, Spags used to really be the uh, in the know. He's kind of gotten demoted, you know, as far as the cowboy pecking order is concerned. So he's just like us, sitting on the outside there, William, uh-huh. trying to get in, That's trying right. to get in. It's That's okay. Right. Yeah, it's okay. Well, what do you want to know? I've got 21 names here that are supposed to visit or have visited. Oh, well, what do you, you know, what you can tell, what I have been able to tell by those names in the past, because there have been years where the Cowboys don't draft off those visits, right. and there are a number of years where they have drafted players who visited. Uh, I, I kind of look at, and I don't know, I haven't gone back and researched it to see if, after the fact, if this is the way the draft played out for them, but you can kind of get a feel for positions that they might be looking at. Which, That's what I was going to say. It kind of you know, at, at what at what time during the draft? Uh, you know, because a lot of those wide receivers that uh, they've had in here are first round prospects, which tells you that they could draft a wide receiver in the first round. Isn't that right? So you're saying they don't necessarily lean towards a particular position or who comes to visit. Uh, you know, I'm, I mean, I'm saying they. Uh, you can kind of get a feel that. Um, what they're thinking pre-draft, and it all changes once once the draft starts and your guy gets taken in the first round, uh, right. you know. Um, but when you've got a number of wide receivers that are projected as first or second round picks who are making visits, then you got a pretty good feel that they, if they like those guys, and some of the guys that come to visit, they're question marks about them. That, that's the reason they brought them in for visits. They need to find out more about them. It's not that necessarily that they like the guy. It might be that they've got uh, he's a suspect as much as a prospect. So I can. So, so I, what you're trying to say, then, William, here on Mixshot, is that the Cowboys are looking to draft the wide receiver. Are we going public with that right now? Is that what you're saying? Well, they need to. Uh, you know when they went public with that. When they let Amari Cooper, when Amari Cooper went to <laughs> Cleveland Browns. I tried to tell you that two weeks ago, and you kept wanting an offensive guard. Y'all go right, and I'm sticking to that. All right, so, so here, this is an unofficial list, um, and it was projecting guys that either uh, were going to visit or have visited. They've got three wide receivers coming in, and this is only 21 of the 30 they can bring in. Three wide receivers, three defensive tackles, two guards, a center, and three tight ends, by the way. 
one offensive tackle. So they're announcing they need a tight end? I think they already said they needed a tight end. <laughs> they also what, announced that they need, a kick, they, they need a kicker, too. Oh, Blake, Blake, Jarwin, Blake Jarwin got hurt, and then uh, Blake Jarwin got released. And so, uh, I mean, it's, it's pretty easy. There are no surprises on this list. No. When you look at positions. Because all you have to do is just follow along with who's left the team and look at my shopping list. And there are vacancies right. on this shop. There are th- products that still need to be purchased. And um, I did a little bit of a research here and went and looked in the NFL where the money is going per position. Okay. And I've always said in the NFL, if you need answers, you follow the money, Right. And so they had, I saw a list, the average pay of the top five guys at certain positions. And obviously, the highest paid position is quarterback, right? Well, the next highest paid position, wide receiver. So in the pecking Mm. order of importance, the NFL teams think, that the wide receiver position is worth spending the next amount of money on average salaries. When did you do your research? Uh, the other day. The other day. So it wasn't right. yesterday after Stefan Diggs signed his contract. Well, I think Diggs <laughs> was already in there. Oh, Stefan was already in there? Yes. Okay. $26 million. For, and And this right. was what their uh, – Base I, was, I was just going to say, if it was done before Stefan Diggs yeah. agreed to his contract extension, the money for wide receivers just went up. Right, and this is is this is what their average of their contract right. is, okay? And the top five receivers, Tyreek Hill, uh, Hopkins, Diggs, Julie, Julio, Julio, Julio Jones. Uh, and my handwriting's so bad I can't read what the other one is. Twenty-eight million. Who would have that? Be? Oh, um. come on! Hey. <laughs> Hand me your legal pad. No, you can't. Me, you can't Jeez, read it. That's he's making twenty-eight million a year. Who did you who mention? Is it? Who is it again? Hill, Hopkins, Diggs. Julio Jones, Devonta Adams, and Adams. Uh, there you go. And I, they, can, I can read your legal pad. I'm not even looking at their it. Average, <laughs> their average, uh, their average salaries together, the five, twenty six point seven million dollars. And was that from uh, most uh, most expensive to least? Uh, the way you read yeah, it out? most expensive. Five. So Devonta went from the record breaker, right? <laughs> Well, he'll well, he'll topped him. And then you know, yeah, he's been topped a lot. That's my point. Yeah. He's been topped like four more times. Well, whoever signs last usually tops, right? <laughs> yeah. And then and then if So Stefan's not on that list. No, Diggs, I said. Oh, you did say Diggs. You said Diggs was on oh, the list. Oh, you did 20, say Diggs. 26 okay. million a year. All right. Um So so that to me that is extremely revealing. I I really I'm, I'm kind of surprised about that. And and so disappointed. God. What are running backs going to be now, guys? Are they just going to be like field goal kickers? You know what I mean? I well, didn't even bother well, with them. Okay, <laughs> but let's look at that, okay, um, because I need to and the pull next it up. two the next two offensive tackles, they average mm. 21.4 million, the top five. 
and defensive ends, $21 million. Guards, $16.2 million. And this I can is tell just you right the top now, five. The, 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 I tell you right now, the only thing cheaper than the running back is going to be defensive backs. What did I tell you? How much do you want to bet? It's going to be running back to the bottom uh, and defensive backs on top of running back. Cornerbacks are around uh, 19. Okay. <laughs> 19 million, the top five. Top five. So that just gives you a little bit of idea of who's getting See, paid in this league. Well, and it's interesting because on the Diggs contract, with the amount of money they're paying for the wide receiver, they've already dealt the money for Josh Allen, the quarterback, right. whose cap hit this year, I just called it up, uh, he's at $39 million this year, $41 million next year, $51 million the following year are his – uh, cap hits on his contract that he signed. Right, his, his Devontae Adams is with a veteran quarterback who doesn't make that money with that car now. With but he Green Bay could not keep him because of the amount of money they're paying their quarterback. Tyreek Hill, mm-hmm. Kansas City got rid of him because they've got two uh, you know salary cap issues themselves, and he was towards the end of his deal, and so the. You're either you're making on a lot of these teams. You're making choices. Okay, Buffalo's made a choice. They're going to go ahead. They're paying their quarterback and they're paying wide receiver top dollar. Right. But they're going to take away from some other position on the field. Okay. Kansas City's made a decision where they've got their quarterback. They're going to do whatever they can at wide receiver, and they're paying they're paying Chris Jones a ton of money, defensive tackle, and others on their team. Uh, and so you can't pay every position top dollar. Yeah. So the top five quarterbacks, their average uh, on their contracts: Rodgers at fifty million, okay. Watson forty-six, Mahomes forty-five, Allen forty-three, and Dak Prescott forty. And the only one of those quarterbacks who has a wide receiver on that list is Josh Allen, Buffalo. I was just going to say that it seems like all of them had to sacrifice someone for that. That's right. That big contract. Which, is, you, exactly which, which then explains why the Cowboys made the decision they made on Amari yep. Cooper. Because there you go. $20 million. Right exactly right. And, and it, it, you know, and they they got to be right on this. That the $20 million or the $16 million they gained on the cap was more important than having Amari Cooper back on the team. So they made, they made to me, they made a talent evaluation that his base salary exceeded what his production is projected to be in their eyes, right? They got to be right because now they got to replace him. And that's why I keep saying, you know, in either first or second round, got to have a wide receiver because right now, who are your top three? Assuming Gallup misses the first two, three, four games. Let me uh, – I'll throw this out at you, too. And, Everson, uh, look at the wide receiver room and where C.D. Lamb – okay, with the with the players that were in that wide receiver room last year. Amari Cooper, obviously, the veteran guy, he's the leader of that group. C.D. Lamb in his second year last year. Michael Gallup in his fourth year. And just knowing the personalities involved there, okay? 
All right. Who, when you project forward this coming season and the next year, who is the leader of that? Who would who would have been the leader of that locker room or of that room, that wide receiver room? One more time, Bill. I'm sorry. You One mean more time. Like, uh, today? Like if, if they had kept Amari Cooper. Oh. If they okay, had kept okay. Amari Cooper in that room, okay, he's as long as he's with the team, he's still the leader of that group. Correct. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um if they kept Cooper, you got C D Lamb, you got Michael Gallup, okay. Mm-hmm. Where where are the projections as far as growth, as far as being a leader on the team for a guy like C D Lamb or for a guy like Michael Gallup? And is that growth stunted if you have – I'm talking away from – obviously the number one thing is the production on the field. But mm-hmm. there are some other intangibles that go into this too in the making of the culture of your football team. And I don't know that necessarily – you don't see very many teams that have two wide receivers that are the lead dogs, you know. There, there's a lead dog in a wide receiver room. Oh, you know, I, I do you mean in the one. room or on the field? I gotta disagree. Gotta disagree. Look at Tampa before Godwin got hurt, right? And let's say look at Tampa while Antonio Brown was there as well. And, and I'm talking, I'm talking as far as a leader, not not production, but as okay. this is the guy that's that's looked up to in the room as he sets the tone for the room. Well, initially, before I heard whatever I've heard from this past season. I would have said that uh, Amari Cooper would have been happy to be that uh, silent uh, leader. Mm-hmm. And C.D. Lamb, because he's a lot more versatile, would be the guy that he would just really uh, let him take that load, the, mm-hmm. the verbal load. You know what I mean? And I don't, I, you know, based on rumors, I, that's not how Coop wanted to play it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but other, before this past year, I would have said uh, – CD would be easily jumping out in front, uh, being that guy. You know, See, and I, and from a personality standpoint, with Cooper gone, I don't know that CD's got the personality to be the guy that everybody follows. Michael what? Gallup, you think so? Michael Gallup is kind of quiet, hmm. right? And so, just and I hadn't met the guy. I just listened to his interview, but mm-hmm. James Washington might be. The most veteran personality-wise guy to kind of lead the room. If you look at it, Gallup hardly played what two years in a row. Mm-hmm. Um, at least Washington has played all four years. So, uh, to me, now he's got to make his way. You're a newcomer, right? You kind of mind your business until things start cooking. Right now, but. I, I just think CD's kind of he's kind of quiet. He, he I, I can't remember who said it. It might have been McCarthy. Said we got the quietest wide receiver room I've ever been around. Meaning really? there's no really? guys that are just boisterous me me me. You know what I'm saying? Would you have thought that about CD uh, Bill? Um well, I think no, I, I understand where Mickey's coming from on that. He's not he's not the Michael Irvin type, you know, rah rah type guy. Well, I, I believe that. I do believe yeah. that wholeheartedly. Uh, but I really thought that CD would be no. like, you know, coming up this year. Well, that's th- that's where I, that's what I'm getting at is maybe now he can grow into that role, mm. you know, mm-hmm. more so. Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas mm-hmm. before he's always going to. Um, 
he would follow follow whatever you know because 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 Amari is the leader in the room because right. he's got the the skins on the wall yeah. you know so I now, think his I think his uh, productivity and responsibility is going to leap forward probably by another twenty. I agree with years. you on that and mm-hmm. and and I, I think um, Mike McCarthy pointed out that with Amari gone his opportunities are going to increase. And what they're hoping is the production increases along with it. And, by the way, what he's done in his first two years, no other Cowboy wide receiver has done if you look at the production, the amount of catches. He's got more catches in two years than any other Cowboy receiver has had in their first two years. And so, that's, that's after having a, a being part of a squad that really, like you said, could it always did doubt his potential uh, of the target? You and then, I mean? and, and the other point that McCarthy made is now he's the flanker, which that's the position where normally the ball's going to the first look, and then the outside guy, and then the inside guy, and he played I, and a lot also, inside. Yeah, I also see a lot of him in, in back in the backfield again. I think that's going to be a steady diet of that. In uh, especially key situations, yeah, I think they're going to really pick up the usage of him of, of CD Lamb. And you know, if James Washington hasn't lost the step, you know he's got that potential also. He, they didn't use him in that way. In even if he has, even if he, if he has lost the step, he's still fast, right? As and, there, and there's no reason why he hadn't lost a step. He's 26 yeah. years old. Yeah, uh, sure. You know, and the, the thing the thing in Pittsburgh, we saw Pittsburgh play the last couple of years, and the quarterback could not throw the ball deep. Mm-hmm. And so, and that I, I would imagine that probably went into the decision making process that the Cowboys had when they're looking at James Washington, what he can do for this offense, the deep threat. Um, because and he, he's home cooking, right? Home cooking. Yeah, right? he's from West Texas. Yep. There you go. Yep. There you go. All right, we're just getting started on this edition of Mix Shots. More from Mickey's legal pad if he can read it when we come back. <laughs> Brace yourself for an existential question: Has your butt been having enough fun lately? Have you been treating it well? Has it been going places? If not, then it's about time you start using SeatGeek. SeatGeek is the best way to get your butt tickets to live events. Just ask the thousands of other butts who have rated it the number one ticketing app. So what are you waiting for? Download the app now or visit SeatGeek.com to get tickets to sports, concerts, and live events and make your butt happy. SeatGeek, get your seat in a seat. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys? Jack Black. Right now, you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com slash cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com slash cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks, free shipping. The Cowboys way where 16 Hall of Famers and five championships shows us what success looks like, where turkey is always the second best part of Thanksgiving Day, where we are all defined by one single thing, the star, where we as fans know it's our job to keep the tradition going. Bank of America is proud to be the official bank of the Dallas Cowboys and to support the quest of living life the Cowboys way. Copyright 2020, Bank of America Corporation. At AT AT&T, 
Everyone, new and existing customers, get our best deals on every smartphone. Why? Because you deserve it. For turning your living room into your office and your gym. For teaching grandma how to video call. And teaching her again. It's the button on your left, Nana. Okay, your other left. It's not complicated. Everyone deserves something new. So AT&T has given everyone, new and existing customers, our best deals with every unlimited plan on every smartphone, even the latest ones. AT&T may temporarily slow data speeds if the network is busy. Restrictions and exceptions may apply. Back, back, back. to mixed shots. K-Post Roofing and Waterproofing, proud partner of the Dallas Cowboys. From corporate homes to your home, have your roof checked by choice, not by chance. Call now, 214-225-4860, kpostcompany.com. All right, very nicely done, Mickey Spagnola. Uh, the only uh, news of this week, Keanu Neal? Yeah, obviously, I, I don't think the Cowboys had much interest in bringing him back. And now. Keanu Neal did not have interest in playing the it, same position he right. played last year, and so now he's a Tampa Bay Buccaneer as a safety. As a safety. Well, what was it? That was his narrative? He wanted to play safety? Well, no, I think they said you're a safety here. Uh-huh. I don't think that... Look, the Cowboys, the way that I think they looked at it is uh, the spot, his role, and somebody mentioned it, either Steven or Jerry, uh, that, you know, they've got Jabril Cox to kind of fill that role as a nickel uh, linebacker to go with Parsons. Okay. Uh, and you, you've got Van Der Esch, uh, so uh, I think – and then also – the way they used J. Ron Curse started reducing the snaps that Neil got uh, on the nickel. So they valued Curse getting him back, I think, more so than keeping Neil uh, as a true safety since they pl- tried to play him at linebacker. Yeah, I kind of I kind of made reference to that a couple of weeks ago. So stop trying to steal my thunder bag. <laughs> I've already kind of touched on that. All right, but. Uh, but he he actually said Keanu that he wa- he wanted to play which position safety uh, safety. Wa- I can't see him being a, a uh, I can't see that I can't see that. Can you guys see that as a strong safety? Well, that's different now. That's different. I mean, that's what I no, think that's what he's saying. Play. Strong safety. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. No, so not yeah. Okay. Which yeah, is which is what he's been. He's not taking your spot on the. On the <laughs> Yeah, I'm still coming back, guys. I'm, I'm out here working out right now. <laughs> as, as a matter of fact, I also saw that Taco showed up again. That's right. The Saints? Is yep. that what I saw? Taco Charlton uh, signed with the New Orleans Saints on Monday, a signing that should have happened on Tuesday. Hmm. What do you think about that, Sag? I am not going to even touch it. <laughs> <laughs> it, it took like it took like three seconds for Mickey for it to register in, in Mickey's mind, uh, but anyway. Uh, yeah, you got me though. I'm in the dark. I'm in the Taco dark. Tuesday. Taco Tuesday. Yeah, oh, that Lord. signing should. Sign but I don't know that they eat a lot of tacos in New Orleans. Okay. <laughs> Crawfish tacos. Yeah, yeah. they do. Mm-hmm. So Todd Bowles thinks uh, thinks a lot of Keanu Neal. Yeah. And you know they probably had an opening, and the price. And his was deal right. was he was on a one year like five well, million actually, dollar deal, it was wasn't a he? Two year deal that voided 
So he's got some dead money this year because they gave him a little bit of a signing bonus. So there's a, I think maybe a million or so uh, that had to go into the cap this year. His, I want to say his money last year was more than what J. Ron's money was. Last year, yeah, yes. that's what I mean. Yeah. Yes, yes, yeah. yes, yes. So, meaning that his price tag was going to, even though he didn't have the same stats here as J. Ron did. Uh, J. Ron obviously had a better season stats wise. Uh, Keanu Neal's price tag was still where he wanted it to be. Yeah. And, Absolutely. So, which, yeah, it was. So, the market like, was not there for Keanu. Yeah, Neal. that was another one they lost that they weren't going to bring back. You know, I keep reading the Cowboys lost Connor Williams and Lael Collins. They weren't bringing Connor Williams back, right? And it was their choice to get rid of Lael Collins. I would say they weren't bringing Lyle Collins back either. Right, exactly. Because yeah. they would have. Yeah. I mean,. They couldn't trade them. They're, they're taking a bigger hit on the on Lyle Collins as far yes. as their money situation goes. But it was their much more. It's their choice. Their choice. Yeah, that's why I said where I started with this with Amari. Those are two more. They better be right. Like you better be able to replace them uh, with somebody uh, that can at least play as well. So they made the decision on Lyle Collins that for what he was going to cost. They were better off with Terrence Steele starting at right tackle. You know, okay, so by, by them getting rid of Lyle Collins uh-huh. and, and Connor Williams, so what do, what do the tea leaves say about that, uh, people? Somewhere in the first <laughs> two rounds, they need an offensive lineman. Mm-hmm. I think the so I, was, I, I wasn't I wasn't that far off. I'm just no. I'm just a, a round off then in regards to uh, so salary cap guru. Uh, how are they sitting at the cap right now? Um, they're fine, and they don't get Lael Collins' base salary until June, June one. Right. So, but they do have dead money for him this year and next year. Mm-hmm. I think it's five this year, eight next year. So, Reading the tea leaves, I expect a veteran interior offensive lineman to be signed yes, in free agency at some point. And it might it might be before the draft. It might be after the draft. Yeah, I, I was going to say, at what point do you think that's going to happen? I think, I think like tight end, it might look at it and say, okay, let's see what we get, and then what we can do after the draft. But I think to not cause yourself to reach at the guard position, you bring in a veteran beforehand. Somebody on a one-year deal, uh, no more than two years, that is capable of starting but doesn't have to start if you get somebody that beats them out uh, and you don't have to follow the money and say, well, we paid him all this. He's got to start. See, I think that there there are probably – Two, three veteran offensive line, interior offensive linemen out there in free agency that Joe Philbin likes. And they may be at different price ranges right now. And it may be if, if one of those guys has an offer from another team, 
before the draft and they and they say, okay, we like him this much. It's not going to cost us that much. We'll go ahead and make this signing before the draft. They could they would do it. But if they're good, okay, go sign with Green Bay or wherever, you know. Right. We'll, we'll wait. And there may be somebody at a higher price range that uh, they see what they're doing at the draft, what they're able to get at the draft. If they're not able to fill that position in the draft, then they go get that guy after the draft. So look at what they did at defensive end. They brought in Dante Fowler on a one-year deal, not costing them much at all. So mm-hmm. you that doesn't preclude you from drafting a defensive end. So to me, when they get to 24, and if they're not moving around, wide receiver, defensive end, offensive lineman, I think those three positions at this point have to be their priority, depending the, on the talent. What is, what is their bigger need on the offensive line in the draft? Which I'm, I'm talking... If, if I have my druthers... My druthers are an offensive tackle who can play guard and eventually move to tackle in a year or two if I need it. Um, And again, that's why I did the little thing on following the money. You know, the difference between what guards get paid and what offensive tackles get paid is significantly different. Five million dollars different in the average. So that tells you where the value is. So to me, and I keep seeing the center thing. I don't know if the guy, is it Linder, Linder, Linderbaum, Linderbaum from Iowa. Can he play guard or center? Most of them can. Or, I mean, most of them, you, if you're not playing, I mean, you're, you're, don't, you're not the same player, but you can fill in right. there. And. You know, and they can live with he's, the He's undersized. I would say he's a center. He, I mean, he's under 300 pounds. Right. And so that's and, very small and for what a I guard. read about very, him. It's small for a center. Was that he had trouble with big he's, defensive tackles. Mm-hmm. Well, are you going to yeah. bring him in? You already <laughs> got that. He's 300 pounds. You yeah. got that at, at center already, right? So don't yeah. bring in another guy that's going to have the same thing. You know, everybody's talking about, well, he was the Remington Award winner. Well, so was Biotish, by the way. And he's only played two seasons, and he started full-time one. So to me, I'm willing to give him some leeway as another year as the starter. Hmm. Um, but i got to find – and if somebody's better than Connor McGovern, then i got to find somebody that can play guard. But I just don't want a guard guard. I want a tackle who can play guard because I need him sort of the way Lael Collins did – at the beginning of his career, the way Flozell Adams did at the beginning of his career, the way Solomon Page did at the beginning of his career. These guys went inside before they went outside. Uh, and they were extremely inexperienced as well, if you look at it. Right. Today. You're exactly right. And it showed right. at the end of the season, big time. We're getting, you know, I, I was fussing about it. And we, we know four-man rush giving us credit, uh, pressure, consistent pressure, uh, especially towards the late part of the season, when we really needed them to come through and and give us some time and, and give, give us that luxury of you know using the clock in our advantage, we just never could do that. And see, and the other thing that stuck out to me, and I'm probably going to write about it tomorrow in my column, is Stephen Jones when he was talking about drafting offensive linemen. 
and I can't remember if I mentioned this last week or not, so stop me if I did. He, he pointed out that it's very difficult these days to project college offensive linemen into the NFL because of the way college offenses are run. And, and so, to me, that would give you pause because they're not running the football in, in college. They're basically throwing almost every, every down. And when I start reading about some of this stuff, these guys are good pass blockers, but they're weak against in, in run blocking. Uh, so when he said that, to me, that almost seems to give him pause on taking a first-round offensive lineman and maybe waiting to the second round. So if it doesn't work out, your loss is not as big as failing. I mean, think about all the offensive tackles that have failed lately in the first round, right? Mm-hmm. There's a bunch of guys that they drafted and, and haven't done anything. And it's because the game is so different on the offensive line. Hey, even a few experienced uh, offensive linemen themselves tackles. I was I was disappointed with the signing of when uh, Kansas City uh, picked up the guy with the Brown, uh, and they they the, the, that's the left tackle. Remember after the Super Bowl when Tampa just really ran rough shot over their their whole offensive line. Yeah, because it was all there. backups, right? Yeah. Well, I don't think he did much better. Uh, I think they signed. Uh, I can't. I just can't remember his name. Was it Williams that they signed or Brown? And they brought him in as a free agent signing the next year um, to help protect Mahomes' backside. And it didn't. I don't think it went much better. Orlando Brown. Orlando Brown. There Thank you go. Yep. He's a Sooner. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which, by the way, speaking of the Sooner, I see. That on this list I found online of people visiting here. Yeah. Perrion Winfrey. Oh, really? Yes. I would love him on this team. That tells you a lot right there. Talk to me about it. Who is this? That was the guy we saw last week on his highlight film. He made that tackle. Was it last week here? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was on the the Blitz. Oh, wasn't with us, right? That was on the Blitz. It was on the Blitz. Uh, That's right. Perrion Winfrey. Defensive lineman from Oklahoma. Uh, he was a Senior Bowl MVP. He he just ate everybody up at the Senior Bowl. I mean, okay. in in workouts, drills, one on ones in the game, everything. Uh, I think he had a couple of sacks in the game, and it, it's a testament to why I'm elated that uh, there's a new coaching staff at Oklahoma because they didn't they didn't even use this guy like they. <laughs> Everson, they showed him making a a tackle. First round talent. (laughs) And go ahead. I was going to say he. They showed him making a tackle when we were taping, and he comes out of nowhere and just was like a a a Mack truck ran into this guy. And I'm going that had to. And I asked Bill. I go, where did he play linebacker? He goes, no, he's a defensive tackle. (laughs) I think I saw that guy. I think I saw, and that. I think he I, had a really good pro day workout, also. By the way, well, he, I he's, can... one, he's one of those guys that you know, he, if he if he actually hits you, he could actually like slice you in half if he just. If he I is. Uh, he's a deep cleater. He is. There you go. There you go. He's six four, two hundred ninety pounds with 35 inch <laughs> arms. Ran a, uh, at 290 pounds, ran a four eight nine forty uh, with a one sixty eight ten yard split. 
last year at Oklahoma in 11 games, he had 11 tackles for loss and five and a half sacks. 2020, uh, the in nine games, only half a sack, which is to my point. What? Uh, that, that to my point. Okay, why aren't they using this guy? He was a, Ju- a JUCO transfer from Iowa Western Community College. His first two years of college, uh, but he was. Um, Anyway, so he's kind of a late bloomer type there, but uh, only 21 years old. He doesn't turn 22 until August. And this guy, he will not only light up a running back uh, or a quarterback, he will light up a room too. Uh, He's got that kind of a personality where um, he is – really fun. I mean, and his enthusiasm. How far has he climbed up in regards to – uh, you know, uh, Daniel Jeremiah has him as his 45th ranked player in the draft, so that's middle of the second round. Hold it right there. And yep. Gil Brandt just came out with his top 100, and he had him 48th. Okay, so middle of the second round is what they're saying, um, and so we'll see. Gil's description of him was another big defensive lineman with good speed, mentioned the 4840 Winfrey finished second among Sooners in tackles for a losses, 11 and third in sacks with five and a half. So, anyway, when I saw his name come up on that list, I'm going, yeah, <laughs> bring that guy on. All right, so defensive, okay, the Cowboys have drafted the last couple of years. Uh, it, uh, well, Neville Gallimore out of Oklahoma two years ago in the third round. Last year in the third round, Oso Digazua, and they are three technique types. Okay, so where does Winfrey fit in then? Well, I bet he could play at that size. He'd be a nice one technique, and they kind of play both of them kind of the same. I mean, he's got, I think he's got enough athleticism. He could actually play a strong side defensive end, kind of a. a, a in a run situation, whatever, and slide inside um, as well. I think he's. I think there's probably from five technique to zero technique, he could play all along the defensive line. Myself, uh, at that size and the way he ran, I, I'll give you the same answer I did when when I, I was promoting Parsons, and somebody asked me where does he play, and I said on the field. <laughs> Just put him out there. Let's go. You know, when we were at our best, though, we we did have look like a bunch of hybrids out there. You know, mm. when, when we were at our best, uh, that worked for us. So in certain situations, it's good for you. Now, once they start running the ball, you know, obviously we start getting isolated, and that's where you you know your your words ring true, Spagnola. You know, yeah, but if you got a three hundred pound guy out there, gotta get you. You know, <laughs> all and, right. And you eventually you were right. In the end, you were right because all of those guys that we had on that line, they never could stand up to the pounding that the eventual, you know, uh, teams late in the season they were that they were exhibiting. All so we've we've mentioned the importance of a wide receiver. We've mentioned the importance of a of an offensive lineman. And by the way, for sure, bringing in. Uh, they brought in uh, Traylon uh, Burke uh, of Arkansas, the wide receiver, uh, and also Chris, is it Olave? Olave. Uh, he came in also for uh, a visit. And with offensive guards, Kenyon Green and Zion Johnson, Boston College, I believe it is, 
Uh, and they did bring in Jordan Davis, the defensive tackle from Georgia, who basically disrupted that game, right? Oh, well, he ran 482. Six six three four. I got him one. down with a four seven eight at the combine. Jordan Davis. Okay, well, four seven eight was his best. Yeah. yeah. All right. All right. Get this, Everson. This guy, Jordan Davis, number ninety nine for Georgia, first team All American. And by the way, Daniel Jeremiah has him as the number one defensive tackle and number seventeen overall. Yeah. Uh, he's a stud. yeah he's all a right. Six six, three hundred forty one pounds, and ran a four seven eight forty. Mm-hmm. 341 yep. pounds and ran a 478 with a 32 vertical and a 10-3 broad jump. I thought I sure did. Somebody mm-hmm. somebody wrote about him. Yeah, at 341, but you know what? He's played at 360. Okay, so let me ask you this: You look at that Georgia defense, and, and Kirby Smart's defense was so good. Hey, that that was that was lunch, uh, Spags. <laughs> <laughs> All right, they not only have Jordan Davis as an interior guy, but Devontae Wyatt. Right. Is another guy who I love. And, and that, that he's guy's got, on this Gil Brandt list, too. Right. And Devontae Wyatt, uh, no, Jordan Davis is number 99, Devontae Wyatt number 95. And uh, Jeremiah's got him listed as the number two defensive tackle, number 29 overall. He ran a 477 at 304 pounds. And he had 27 quarterback hits, uh, 39 tackles, seven tackles for loss in, in 14 games at Georgia this year. All right, then they've also got Trayvon Walker, who, number 44, who's probably going to be the second pick in the draft as an edge. He's 6'5", 270 pounds, and he, they used him at Georgia all along the defensive line. He played on the edge. There were times where he, ran, he played as a nose as well. Um, all right, and then they've got N'Kobe Dean, the linebacker, who if, if – if, Teams valued line, inside linebackers more. He would be up there in the top half of the first round. I mean, he may be the best player on the team. All right. But you look at the Georgia defense, and I go back to the Cowboys teams of the 90s. What was the strength of the Cowboys defenses in the 90s, Mickey? The uh, defensive linemen. Exactly. Position or ability? Position. What positions? What what position group was the best on that defense? D line. D line exactly. Because they could rotate exactly. Yeah. So why is that? All the time. Why is that? Why was that Georgia defense so good? It's what they had up front on that defensive line. Mm -hmm. Does that translate anymore with the NFL? I believe it does. I believe it does, too. Especially when you can get big guys to move like that, and they don't have to be just two down. Linemen, mm-hmm. they don't have to come out on nickel. Mm-hmm. You leave them on the field, and you don't get pushed around. And you know we can go back, and 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 remember that you know this defense uh, was not solidified last year. I mean they got room to grow. So you'd be fine with drafting number ninety nine Jordan Davis at yes. number twenty four overall. I would not argue. Or number ninety five Devontae Wyatt. I, not no. Or problem. number eight. Perry on Winfrey? Yes, number eight. <laughs> he wore ever since he wore eight. That's why I thought he was a I, I linebacker. Just I just saw it. I just saw it. He looks. He looks. You know, it makes him look small. It's really weird. Just bring me a player, you know, and don't get carried away with this position stuff. I'm. Right? I'm. Yeah, you're talking my language, right? There's enough needs on this team. Get the best player there that you can use. Exactly. All right, we continue with more mixed shots in a moment. 
Before there was a draft, you could size up a cowboy by three simple factors. The crease in his hat, the bend of his brim, and his unbending attitude. A man Stetson didn't just protect him from what life threw at him. It projected a rugged, unstoppable spirit. Stetson hats are still American-made with pride right here in Texas. They're still the unofficial crown of all self-respecting cowboys. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Find a retailer nearest you at stetson.com slash cowboys. Hi, I'm Clint Tillerson with... And I'm Jay Novacek, and we're both with... United United Ag and Turf. Turf the official tractor provider of the Dallas Cowboys. So, if you need a tractor to bale some hay, a mower to cut some grass, or a gator to get some chores done, get a John Deere at United Ag and Turf. And then, let's get to work. Hey, Jay, that's my line. (laughs) Well, not today. Get to work with a John Deere tractor package that's just right for you and your budget. Visit UnitedAgandTurf.com. There's nothing as unique as our eyes which is why Essilor pioneers ways to make lenses as unique as you. Verilux for super sharp vision, Essential Blue for protection, and Crizol for freedom from glare. Three cutting-edge solutions in a single unique lens. So whatever your needs, insist on Essilor. Visit your local Essilor experts and find the perfect lens for you. See more. Do more. Essilor. New Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. You deserve it. I do deserve that. You deserve decadent flavor without sugar. And a day at the beach without sand getting everywhere. And a relaxing bath that your children don't interrupt. I deserve all that? It's really just a visual metaphor for Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. Everything you want, nothing you don't. A visual metaphor on the radio. I do deserve that. Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. The zero you deserve is finally here. Back, back, back to mixed shots. Whether you're watching from home or cheering in the stands with Essilor lenses, you'll see every exciting play. Book an appointment at your local Essilor experts and find the perfect Essilor lens for you. See more, do more, Essilor. All right, uh, you want to take? You want to? We've got ten minutes left. You want to see if the phone lines work outside of Everson's see line? See if we can. We can have two call. phone calls at once. Oh, Jasmine, because we're Everson's test on the phone. Her. We're going to test yeah, her, and we have Jasmine, Jasmine <laughs> sitting in for Chris Beam this week. And uh, what's that phone number again? Eight 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 five five two two nine seven. For the, for those of us who are slow, say it again. Eight 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 five five. Two two nine seven. So eight five five still works with Troy Aikman and uh, don't late, start late Leroy Jordan. We're we'll going Leroy Jordan. Okay. We'll go. No, no, Danny Spradlin. Danny Spradlin. Danny Spradlin. So so twenty two ninety seven. What do you want to go with? You want? To, I mean, there's a, there's there's a couple of Bob different twenty twos. You Bob, Bob Hayes or Emmett? Yeah, Emmett. Bob Hayes. Okay, and then what are you going with ninety seven? Uh, come on, Jones, right? Jones. Uh, uh, Jimmy Jones. Jimmy Jones. Jimmy, Jimmy Jones, Jones yeah. or Leroy Glover, oh, Jason yeah. Hatcher. Jason Hatcher. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, Grambling. Hatcher. <laughs> oh, there you go. There you <laughs> yeah. go. So, so Everson's going with Jason Hatcher. There you go. <laughs> so, um, by the way, uh, I looked at some of the top signings the Cowboys had. Demarcus Lawrence being not in this group, okay? That was one they had to get done, right? Uh, Jerry Jones said that was a priority, bringing back Demarcus Lawrence. And they did so uh, with, and, and saved money against the cap. They saved 
$13 million against the cap, the way they structured his contract. And the reason he did it, everybody says he took a pay cut, basically they guaranteed him $30 million more than he had guaranteed on his original previous contract. And the thing was worth $30 million. So they basically guarantee he was out of guarantees on his other contract. Uh, so that's what enticed him to sign the deal that he did. But I looked at they ended up bringing back eight guys, and in no particular order, Dalton Schultz counts in there, okay? Mm-hmm. And his, his cap hit for the franchise tag, which still can be adjusted, was $10.9 million. Then they also brought back Leighton Vanderish, Dorrance Armstrong. They signed uh, James Washington to the veteran exception deal, brought back J. Ron Kirst. They signed Dante Fowler, Brian Anger, and brought back Carlos Watkins on the veteran exception. So if you add up those eight cap hits, they ended up with eight guys for a total of $26.3 million. So that's, people said, what did they do in free agency? Well, that's what they did in free agency. Now, Did you, you include could, Watkins on that? Carlos Watkins. And uh, Noah Brown. And, and I didn't Jayron, include Noah Brown. I, uh, um, and, and so nine guys, and you just add another million dollars to it, right? What about J-Ron? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I did say J-Ron. Okay. So here we're... Jake McQuaid? You have to have a long snapper. I know. I didn't include. I I took the eight guys that I thought were important that they brought. Uh, you don't think you don't think Pick LP Bill. was Pick important well, for seventeen years okay, here or whatever. Okay, I, I, I didn't throw that one in there, Jake McQuay. Uh, ever and if I had put him in there, everybody goes well. That big makes deal. it. Not, it would make it a nice snapper. even ten. Ten. I mean, why do why do we stop right. at eight? Right. Okay. So and ten, and it would add another two million. Okay. Probably. Right. Okay. Yeah. So the most expensive one, obviously, Sprinkle? the cap hit. No, he doesn't make my list. I'm sorry. Why not? Because he's, he's on the team. Just another veteran. I mean, you, got, you need a guy. third tight end, right? He ain't going to be the third tight end. He's the third not. tight end's in the draft. You don't think so? I think there would be a third tight end. Yep. Okay. So, so anyway, it's between Sprinkle and McEwen for the third tight end. The most expensive cap hit of all those guys they signed, other than Schultz, uh, was J. Ron Curse at three point seven two million, and then Armstrong at three point three eight million, and the rest of it they just kind of nibbled against the cap, bringing guys in 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 necessary spots. Where does Michael Gallup fit into this equation? He. He was a necessity. He doesn't fit your Demarcus narrative. Lawrence, he doesn't. He and Demarcus right. don't fit your they narrative. They don't fit the narrative. <laughs> I wanted to show what they did with some of these guys uh, and how they spent their money. Like basically eight guys, you know. And everybody's like, "Well, why didn't they sign Bobby Wagner?" Well, he was five years, fifty million, with a five-year, five million dollar signing bonus. And $20 million guaranteed. Well, okay, so there it is. There it is right there. Do you want Bobby Wagner at five years, $50 million, or do you want uh, Michael Gallup at five years, $57 million? Right. 
and I, I, I want. We got Michael our answer Gallup. on that, and I agree with that answer. Yeah. Too. So there's, yeah. there's, yeah. And Michael Gallup's what, 26? This guy's going to be 32 the end of June. And basically, if you look at his contract the way it's structured, it they can get they can turn it into a three-year, twenty-eight and a half million dollar deal and get out of it after three years with two million of dead money. And you're right, Bobby Wagner's a Hall of Famer. And if Bobby Wagner were 26 or even 28, then yeah, you would take Bobby Wagner. But you wouldn't have been able to get him at 28 because That's Seattle right. would have kept him. <laughs> yeah. So he's averaging nine and a half million a year plus. Plus, he's got incentives that he can make and, 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 and earn another million a year each year in incentives. So just to show you, when say, why didn't they sign Bobby Wagner? Well, they basically signed eight guys, uh, and, and it didn't cost them that much All money. right, before we go, I want to ask Everson. Hey, what do you th- Everson, what do you think? You know, Tyron Matthew visited uh, the Saints this past week. Okay. What do you think of Tyron Matthew as a cowboy if he fits uh, salary wise? If he came you here know, on a you know, economical deal, one year seven million, something like that. I, I would I would like that because he's that guy that can make those he can decipher those plays that in that key situation you say, you know what, this is why we bought him here for that moment right there. You see, I think he would be one of those veterans that could play solid all year long. And if he had, if he had to, he would know exactly what the what the, the opposition is going to run before they run it. It's a lot like uh, Ty Law did, you know, when he went to the, the Patriots. Uh, it's a, a lot like I did when I went to the Giants. Is nothing can substitute someone who's still capable and yet has that experience. Uh, hell, Vaughn Miller. And, and with, for the Rams, you know, when it was time, he stepped up and did what he was supposed to do and, and did what he was brought there for. Okay. That'd be great. But okay. Everson didn't get $7 million when he went to the Giants. It was, yeah, it was more like 70000 <laughs> <laughs> You know, everybody asks me that question. I go, yeah, and just how much does he want? You know, how, how, how much does it take to get him? And, and he's getting up in age now, isn't he? And, and and now, like Bill was saying, one of you guys just said there's a one year so much so many millions offer. But look at uh, Bob Miller ends up getting like what six years, and uh, and Bobby Wagner getting all of that much. Five yeah, years, one twenty. Yeah. I, I'm sorry, I did not see that coming for guys who still are still good. But dang, that is a lot of money. That is a lot. good luck with that. You know what I mean? Good luck. Okay, so then. As far as what Matthew, where Matthew fits into this defense, you've got you got at safety, you've got Curse and you got Malik Hooker and you've got Donovan Wilson. Demonte Casey has not signed anywhere, and so that there's a vacancy there at your in your safety room. Keanu Neal has left, obviously he was a linebacker slash safety here, uh, and then yet. Well, as a slot corner, to be KZ. your slot corner is Jordan Lewis. So, so where, how does how does, how, how does uh, Matthew? You know, I got to look it up here. But you keep uh, talking while because, I look it up. Only because the uh, he uh, how can I put it? A guy that has put it all on the line like that, a bit undersized sometimes. He has taken lots of hits, and you could kind of see where uh, you know. 
<laughs> he turns thirty I, I, in May. He's an old. He's an old thirty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's you know, been through a lot. He's been through, and to his credit, but uh, that's when you really have to draw on more of your. Uh, 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 what is the word, uh, Bill? Giles? Wow. Yeah. No, I like yeah. that word. G-U-I-L-E. That, you know, hey, do y'all play Wordle? No. I have not. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about, Wordle? Yes. That would, I know that would, about, yeah. that would be a great a good word. word to use. It's a fi- it, they're five-letter words. Guile would be a great one. G-U-I-L-E. Yeah. This morning, what was the word? I can't even remember what the word was. I got it on the first try. Well, he's bragging on himself. I, no, Boy, I, in fact, no, no, here's what I do. Here's what I do. Here's what I do. I do it with my uh, daughters and my wife. And so my youngest daughter, Jordan, you know, because what you do is you 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 figure it out. And, and then it says how many tries it took for you to to, to get the word right. OK. And so Jordan uh, texts first and it, it shows uh what her guesses were basically how many she got yeah. right in her first guess and then my second oldest daughter uh jessica she did hers well they we went on a family trip to broken bow oklahoma and they revealed what were what their first word is that they use every time it like um <laughs> I can't say what Jessica, what her first word is, but uh, Jordan's first word is ghost. And so I can go off of, I can go off of what, by studying their, what happened on their guesses. The, yeah. There's a couple of times now I've been able to get it on the first guess. Based on what they missed. Just, just based on what they missed, whatever. Right. So, this is like talking about fantasy football. <laughs> it's I'm actually pretty fun. Saying. It's a great family yeah. thing to do. Okay. All right. You what need, do you think you Tiger's doing right now? Is he still even par? Oh, yeah. Let me see what the heck is going on. Tiger, that would be another five-letter word there that would you be go. great. It would be very timely for tomorrow. <laughs> Let me suggest that to the New York Times for your next world. Now, going back hey, to hey, going hey, back about, to wait, wait. What about walls? Come on, what are we walls? Doing? Yeah, that. I've noticed. Jones, yeah, <laughs> I noticed they don't do plural uh, like like roads with an S on the end of it. Uh-huh, uh-huh, apparently, uh-huh. they don't do they don't do plurals. So and no proper, so walls no proper, walls no would not name. qualify then. And, no and name, I haven't seen no a proper name. name yet either. Yeah. yeah what about yeah, Jonas? Jones. I have not Zone seen up. I was Zone talking up. about the commercial. Yeah. I got one that went right <laughs> over your head. <laughs> uh, all right, let's see. Oh, whoa. Wow. Tiger. Hey, wait, before you go on, before you go on, before you go, uh, call some people at Grambling to get some information. And a lot of people down there listen to our podcast all right right. black people are actually (laughs) tuning into us guys that's why we need you in studio see that's right everson that's why that's why you're we can't have you on the phone but we got to be able to see you in studio so wherever you found that out (laughs) make sure they know 888-855-2297 okay so so look i brought i brought all of uh was it was it where was that baklava baklava Remember, I was in Baklava, New Jersey, and uh, up by Buffalo. That was by Rochester. I told you about that place. Yeah. And yeah, and uh, the people in Oh, that's right. They North were listening Louisiana. up there. That's right. So yeah, man. I, I thought that's that for, was that's, a, only, that's only because of me, guys. Let's get that straight. I thought only that was the dry fish you were talking about. <laughs> <in the> Italian <laughs> restaurants, Baklava. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> 
Yeah. And, and guess who? Tiger? Guess who is tied for third at the Masters right now? Wow. Let me look at this. Seriously. Through seven holes, Tiger Woods is one under par, and he's tied for third at the Masters. I mean, come on, guys. What, what can, do we dare? Do we dare uh, speculate? I mean, come on. I, wait, wait. I mean. I, I heard the guys on the radio when I was driving in. He hit his first shot, and he wasn't happy with it. And I think he, he, he kind of sliced it, and then it wasn't on the fairway. And they were all going, oh, God, look at this. Well, he ended up par in the hole, mm-hmm. right? He was in trouble, and he parred it. And he was even par after three, I think I saw. Do we dare? Yeah. No. Huh? Come on. Now it's a matter this, of this can't be real. This can't be. He birdied real. six. He birdied this is six. Like, this is like Will Smith slapping Chris Rock. <laughs> this is, it was set up. This is this is fake. Come on, this can't be real. <laughs> yeah, the accident was fake. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which which uh, Gronkowski had a funny line last night on Jimmy Kimmel. Uh, Kimmel said something about yeah, with your personality, you could you could host the Oscars. And he goes yeah. And he goes, I want to see somebody come up and slap me. That would be. That's <laughs> he, right. he goes, they ain't getting away with it. Yeah, he'll, he'll, meet them, he'll meet them halfway. Meet them halfway, buddy. It was pretty funny. <laughs> All right, so that does it for the special two-hour version. One under. <laughs> now, the question is, can he walk 18 holes two days in That's a row? That's what I'm thinking. That's what I'm thinking. All Plus, right. he's done these practice rounds as well. Yeah, he's been really trying to. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. So that's what you're doing for the next couple hours there, Everson. Keep an eye on No, the no. You know, I, I don't watch stuff, man. Uh, okay. That, that's you guys. You can have that stuff. You guys right. had, to do something. you had to do something I couldn't do. Hey, if I was the PGA <laughs> and he was playing in my tournament and I knew all the eyeballs were going to be on it, it's like the if he makes the cut, I give him a golf cart. Just keep, keep, keep playing. <laughs> Just keep playing. <laughs> All right, that does it for this edition of Mix Shots and more of our draft preview. And Everson is going to do his research over the course of the next week, and we'll get his take on some of these draft prospects next Thursday at 1130 here on Mix Shots. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!